welcome to the Kingdom Truth Podcast. On our podcast, we teach the good news of Jesus Christ and biblical principles that empower all people with real-life, timeless applications. I am your host, Bible teacher, Yolanda Tyler. Well, praise the name of the Lord, everybody. We are excited about God's word on this day. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We pray for every listener that they will hear your word and receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. The title of this biblical teaching is, The Holy Spirit Knows What to Say and What to Do. I will be reading in your hearing from the New American Standard Version of the Bible, Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 27. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Our lesson text begins with, in verse 26, in the same way, which simply means in like manner or likewise. So let's look at our previous verses to connect the passages and to understand the role of the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, verse 9, the Bible says, The Spirit of God dwells in us. In verse 14, the Holy Spirit leads us. In verse 16, the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. In verse 18, the Holy Spirit is present with us and our sufferings and the glory of God is revealed in us. In verse 23, the Holy Spirit has a role in the sanctification and redemption of our bodies. The Holy Spirit has a specific role and job assignment. And when we get to verse 26, our lesson text, it says in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. Our first biblical principle in this lesson is the Holy Spirit is our divine helper. The term helps in this text is in the present active tense and it denotes a continual action. The Holy Spirit keeps on helping us. The term weakness in this text means frailties, inadequacies, And in the King James Version is the term infirmities. In prayer, we cannot get the job done without the help of the Holy Spirit. Where we are inadequate, the Holy Spirit knows how to get the job done. He knows exactly the right thing to say and the right thing to do. And you might ask, Bible teacher Tyler, how does he help me? In prayer... The Holy Spirit partners, collaborates, and joins efforts with us in the moments when we feel weak, helpless, 
are even hopeless and we don't know how to pray. The Holy Spirit literally becomes one with us and helps our weaknesses and infirmities. In prayer, the Holy Spirit removes every obstacle, every roadblock, every barrier that the enemy sends to try to hinder and to keep us from praying. The Holy Spirit shows up and shows out and he does only what he can do. He is our divine helper and all of us experience areas of weaknesses or frailties in our lives. Some of us are sickly and ailing in our bodies. And some of us, our minds are under attack and we have a weakness in that area. And then for some of us, we experience weaknesses in our emotions. Even Jesus, God in the flesh, the God man, he was 100% God and 100% man experienced weaknesses in his soul during prayer. In the book of Matthew chapter 26 Verse 36 to 37, the Bible says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and told his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee with him and began to be grieved and distressed. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. Jesus' soul was encompassed and overcome with grief and sorrow as the son of man, even unto death. And how many times we have experienced heaviness, sadness, and grief. And some of us have had great losses in our lives. We've lost homes or children, parents. Some of us have lost businesses or churches. And these have been some very heavy, difficult times for us. And there were times when we could not even pray. And all we could do is call on the Holy Spirit to help us. And every single time he was there for us. He is our divine helper and he comes alongside of us and helps us in our weaknesses during prayer. And some of us would have lost our minds because of the pressure and the trouble and the stress in our lives. But the Holy Spirit helps us and he brings a calm and peace to our hearts and minds. He speaks to our troubled minds and he rescues us from the pit of despair. He is our mind regulator. He helps us to pray with discipline and a clear mind. First Peter chapter four, verse seven says, the end of all things is near. Therefore be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. The Holy Spirit is our divine helper. And sometimes we experience weaknesses or frailties in our wills, in our decision-making processes. We choose sometimes not to pray for whatever reason, knowing that the word of God instructs us to devote ourselves to prayer. 
We are to come before the Lord, regardless of how we feel or what situations we're going through or facing in prayer. The devil hates it when we pray. He tries to cast doubt in our minds and try to make us believe that the Lord is not hearing and answering our prayers. But the devil is a liar. The Lord God hears us and he answers our prayers. And as the beloved children of the most high God, we can bring everything in our hearts to God in prayer. And prayer is not based on how we feel. Prayer is a privilege and right as a child of God. First Thessalonians 5.17 says we ought to pray without ceasing. Even Jesus prayed for God's will to be done in his life. In the book of St. Matthew, chapter 26, verse 39, the Bible says, And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And as we continue to pray and yield to the Holy Spirit, he helps us to align our will with God's will. Let's continue. Romans 8, 26b reads, For we do not know how to pray as we should. Our second biblical principle is the Holy Spirit is our divine guide. We must trust the leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit. He knows what we do not know and he sees what we cannot see. He knows exactly what needs to be prayed for every situation. We are so limited in knowledge and understanding and left to ourselves, we simply don't have the ability to see the whole picture in a comprehensive manner as the spirit of the Lord. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us in our prayers. Apart from the Holy Spirit, we tend to pray empty, repetitive, and selfish prayers. And sometimes we're just going through the motions. And if the truth be told, as prayer warriors and intercessors, we get in the Holy Spirit's way and we must remind ourselves to get out of his way and allow him to guide us during our prayer time. In the Bible, in the book of St. Luke, chapter 18, verses 10 to 12, there's an illustration of a Pharisee who prayed without the leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as the other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as the publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Here the Pharisee is patting himself on the back as if he were better than anyone else. He was praying an empty, selfish prayer. In another biblical account, Jesus warns us about praying repetitive prayers. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, the Bible says, 
But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. And I love the NIV version of that. It says, do not keep on babbling. And then sometimes we pray with the wrong motives. In the book of James chapter four, verse three, the Bible says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. We must ask the Lord to purify our hearts and our motives when we pray. We must also be careful not to pray inappropriate or selective prayers. Some of us pray according to certain political affiliations and according to our biases and agendas. And we want to pray only for certain leaders and certain people. But the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. We must pray for all men and all that are in authority, whether we like them or not, or whether we voted for them or not. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us. And apart from his guidance, we don't know to pray thy kingdom come. We are not even kingdom minded. We think it's us for and no more, but the kingdom of God is so broad and expansive. It goes way beyond the local church. The kingdom of God is inclusive of all nations and the entire world. Apart from the Holy Spirit's guidance, we don't know to pray thy will be done. I'll never forget a sermon I heard from the late Dr. Adrian Rogers on healing. And yes, healing is bread for the children of God. But when we are led by the Holy Spirit, we might pray, Lord, let your will be done. We do not know the details of the will of God in a particular situation. And we do not know his deepest desires. We need the Holy Spirit to guide our prayers and we must do our part, cooperate with him, yield, rely, and depend on the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse nine, for we know in part while on the other hand, the Holy Spirit knows it all, inclusive of everything and everybody. We must follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And especially as leaders in the body of Christ, we must be spirit-led. The main criteria for the selection of leaders in the body of Christ must be spirituality. We must be spirit-filled and spirit-led. And at any time we pretend to be spirit-filled or hold back on the Holy Spirit's willingness to lead or control us, we get into trouble and we hinder the move of God in our lives and in our churches. Now, as we continue, 
Let's go back to our foundational text, Romans 8, 26. The Bible says, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Our third biblical principle is the Holy Spirit is our prayer partner. We have a privilege as believers, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. The term intercedes is in the present active tense and it indicates a continual action. The term intercede is also repeated and found in verse 27. And when we see words that are repeated or phrases repeated in the Bible, we know that it's for emphasis and the Lord is driving a point home. There are times in our lives when we look around that the pressures are so intense and the troubles are so deep that we cannot even articulate what we need to in prayer. With all the riots going on, the wars, the mass shootings, and then the racial tensions, we've just come out of a very dark season with the coronavirus pandemic, we can easily fall in a pit of despair. But thank the Lord, the Holy Spirit is our prayer partner. He makes intercession for us. He falls in, joins in with us, and he meets us right where we are. The Holy Spirit rescues us from our weaknesses, and he draws up a plea or an appeal for us to our Heavenly Father. He works through us and for us, and he translates what's in our hearts. He intercedes with groanings too deep for words. The term groanings simply means sigh or unspeakable, unutterable, or what cannot be expressed in words. The Holy Spirit articulates those groanings to our Heavenly Father on our behalf. And these groanings are understood by God the Father because the Holy Spirit and God the Father are in perfect union with each other. They are one. The Holy Spirit is praying for us in ways we do not even know or understand how to pray for ourselves. No one has ever prayed for us like the Holy Spirit. No one has ever pleaded with the Father more on target with the deep groanings and passion like the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows what to say and what to do. He fulfills his job assignment and role in interceding on our behalf and he does it in completion and to perfection. The Holy Spirit becomes one with us as in a partnership. And it reminds me years ago when I was in a business partnership. When you're in a business partnership, all of the partners must be like-minded. They must share the same goals and strategies to build the partnership and to build relationships. And they must be on one accord when it comes to the business management practices and operations. And if at any time the trust is severed, everything is affected and the partnership will fail. But when we partner with the Holy Spirit, 
It's a safe place of trust. He will never fail us. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. When we enter in that trusting partnership with the Holy Spirit, we become one with him. And as he prays and intercedes for us, at the same time, he is working through us and in us. And we develop a closeness and a deep level of intimacy with him during prayer. Now, as we continue in our lesson text, Romans 8, 27, the Bible says, and he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Our fourth biblical principle is the Holy Spirit is our heart fixer. The term searches in this text means to examine or to investigate. It is the same word that is used in the Old Testament as the word look used in reference to God as he instructed the prophet Samuel to anoint a king from the household of Jesse. First Samuel chapter 16, 7 declares, but the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature because I have refused him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. God searches our hearts, our thoughts, our motives, desires, and our ambitions. And the Holy Spirit is also doing the searching because the Holy Spirit is God. The Bible declares in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Even on our best days, our heart is deceitful. Our own hearts trick us. We cannot trust our own hearts. King David put it this way in Psalm 51.10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Our hearts, motives are sometimes impure, selfish, and self-serving. And we need to pray that the Lord will give us a do-right heart. I'll never forget about a year ago, I had a mammogram done and a small oval spot was detected. So additional testing needed to be done. And so I went back in to have an ultrasound done and they were able to get deeper views and detect what the mammogram could not detect. And thank the Lord, there was just benign changes in the tissue. But that is what God does. He does a deep, deep search in the crevices of our hearts. And he goes in those places where only he can go. Proverbs 21, 2 says, Every person's way is right in his own eyes, but the Lord examines the hearts. 
our prayer ought to be search me, God, and know my heart. Put me to the test and know my anxious thoughts and see if there is any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. We must allow the Holy Spirit to shine his searchlight on the deep chambers of our hearts. There is no place that is off limits to his search. In the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 29, verse 13, the Bible says, Then the Lord said, Because this people approaches me with their words and honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. The Good News translation says, Their words are meaningless and their hearts are somewhere else. They were only giving lip service. They were not loyal to the Lord and their hearts were not right. And in the New Testament, Jesus told the religious leaders in Matthew 23, verse 27, he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside appear beautiful, but inside they are full of dead men's bones and uncleanness. And the Lord is speaking to us today. We must yield to the Holy Spirit and allow him to search and fix our hearts for he is a heart fixer. And as we continue in our foundational text, Romans 8, 27b, the Bible says, because he, the Holy Spirit, intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit prays God's will on our behalf. He is present and actively involved in every aspect of our lives. The Bible says before we were formed in the belly, he knew us. The Holy Spirit is God and God is omniscient. He has all knowledge about all things. So the Holy Spirit knows all that God knows. He knows God's will, plan, and purpose for our lives. And every prayer the Holy Spirit prays and offers up on our behalf is perfect and cleansed. Every prayer the Holy Spirit offers up is pure and holy and it is in perfect agreement with God the Father and according to his perfect will and plan for us. The Holy Spirit fixes our hearts and our prayers. And when he sends up those prayers to God the Father, we know that the Lord hears those prayers and he answers them. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, the Bible declares, and this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. The Holy Spirit knows what to say and what to do. He is our divine helper, our divine guide. The Holy Spirit is our prayer partner and he is our heart 
fixer. Now let's look at some practical applications. Number one, we must yield to the Holy Spirit in every detail of our lives. Number two, we must develop and live a lifestyle of prayer. Number three, we must invest time in the word of God, read and meditate on these scriptures pertaining to the lesson. Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13, Matthew chapter six, verse six, James chapter four, verse three, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse nine, Psalm chapter 51, verse 10, and first John chapter five, verse 14. And you might ask Bible teacher, Tyler, how do I come to know and come into right relationship with the Holy Spirit? It begins with salvation. One must know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And it is at the time of salvation that the Holy Spirit comes to indwell the believer. Romans 10, 9 says that if you shall confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you shall be saved. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for salvation that's taken place all around the globe. In Jesus name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Please subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is published. To hear more biblical teachings and give to support the ministry, please visit our website at www.thekingdomtruth.org. That is www.thekingdomtruth.org. God bless you until we meet again.